Super Talk Mississippi media production. And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by J. Allen Toyota and AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome to Coast View, the show that celebrates the men and women who are making coastal Mississippi such an amazing place to live, work, and play. It's been an incredible week this week. In the aftermath of Hurricane Ida, a lot of a lot of people counting their blessings. Uh, we don't like to say on this show and, and haven't that we dodged a bullet because the truth is we dodged a brunt. You know, there have been parts of coastal Mississippi that have been impacted. We had the tragedy that it, on, on Highway 26 in, in George County, just a incredibly tough situation. Um, I, I think the way that, that the mayor of Pascoola described that yesterday of those people plunging, uh, the terror of plunging into that, that abyss that was created by that, that by that washout, just hard to even get your head around. And hopefully those who survived that accident, that they're, they're healing and you know, we, they continue to have our prayers that that is for sure. But, uh, you know, the, but the bottom line is we've talked to mayor of, of Biloxi and Gulfport and, uh, Pascus Jan and Pascagoula and Waveland. And today we have my friend, uh, Kenny Holloway from the city of Ocean Springs. Kenny, how are you doing? I'm good, Ricky. Thank you for having me on. How are you? I'm doing, I'm doing well, man. Hey, listen, I'm, I have to ask you, I'm curious, as you, as you saw Ida forming out there and it becomes this massive storm, obviously none of us felt comfortable about it until it, gets, it got past us to the south. But it had to occur to you that you had just become mayor of Ocean Springs, and now we have this killer storm setting off our coast. Um, you know, what goes through your mind in a situation like that? Well, you get you know get that sick feeling in your stomach, um, you know, and because you know you and I both experienced Katrina. We lived almost a quarter mile away from each other. You know, you had extensive damage to your house. I lost everything except the clothes on our backs. Uh, understanding what they're going through in Louisiana right now, and uh, it's just 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 heart wrenching. Um, you know, we we started preparing for the storm. Um, about four days in advance, just having meetings, getting our public works, our parks and rec, um, the this uh, EOC up and running, uh, you know, just trying to clear streets, ditches, you know, drainage areas, um, making sure we had barricades in the low areas. So it was a lot of preparation that we were doing in, uh, in advance of the storm that, uh, you know, in hindsight, we're going to have to do it again. I know we're going to have to do it again a lot in the next four years, but it was a, it was a good drill for us. Um, you never want to wish that on anybody, but we were very, very fortunate, uh, you know, and now comes the cleanup and now comes the rebuilding as, as you and I both served on the governor's reviving the Renaissance, you know, committee, uh, after Katrina, um, you know, it can be done. It's going to be painful for those folks, but, um, you know, they'll, they'll get out of it. They're resilient in that part of Louisiana. Yeah, talk about resiliency all the time on this show and certainly have, have reflected on that this whole week that when you are in a situation like with Katrina and like they are now in Louisiana with Hurricane Ida, you learn your ability to dig deep. You can do things that 
that you never thought were possible. I mean, you just—I I just think about Ida, for example, and I shared this in shows this week. But I track my sleep. I have a Fitbit watch. I, I'm a big exercise freak, and I, I exercise a lot, and and I track my sleep. And over a three-day period, I had four hours of sleep, and then two days prior to that three-day period, I only had forty-six hours each night. Now, look, I—I what I know about me, I need seven and a half. I need if, if I can get seven and a half, I can I can I'm the energizer bunny. Anything less than that, I'm not. But you know, even in the moment, man, even in the moment, four hours and three days, um, we were ready. It's amazing how we had the ability to adjust to the moment. Our life, everything that we were doing prior to getting on this hurricane watch just gets frozen. <laughs> and it, and right. it, 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 it becomes you're only focused on your family and your friends and your you know whatever physical possessions you're trying to protect. And in your case, you got the added burden of a city. That 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 changes your perspective, doesn't it? It does. It does. And um, you know, you just kind of play it through your mind. You know, what what's the worst case scenario and how are we going to deal with it? Um, uh, you know, I remember after Katrina, you know, the uh, the storm wasn't what they had to deal with. It was all the, the volunteers and the people coming to help. I remember Vincent Creel saying, you know, we, we can't manage all the people coming in trying to help us rebuild. And, um, you know, so several things went through my mind just, just at the time, you know, thinking back about what I did, watching AJ and, you know, what he was going through. Um, stressful times, really stressful times. Um, well, luckily, we don't have to do Luckily, we don't have to deal with that. But as you look around you, man, I mean, you're surrounded in that city, in the fire department, in the police department, in public works, and just you know, employees and administration who have been there before. And they rise to the occasion, even in the prep moment. But you, you have to have a lot of pride looking at who you're surrounded by. You know, we talked about that yesterday. I, I Like yourself, I, I exercise daily, and I was walking yesterday, and we had uh, – crews on the beach, uh, cleaning up. Uh, we, we basically got started Monday afternoon and, uh, we've got both beaches cleaned and that's really where our, our debris was, uh, throughout the city, not a, not a lot going on, um, limbs here and there, but, uh, we've got the beach cleared up. we got a big holiday weekend coming up. And, um, you know, we, we want the, the citizens to be able to enjoy that, uh, that beach. So, uh, Parks and Rec, uh, Public Works, Fire, Police, they're the real backbone of the city. You know, that that's really the people you rely on. And uh, and I made it a point to stop and, and talk to them and thank them for what they were doing. And uh, I'm proud of them. I'm proud of what, you know, the work they've done in such a short period of time, getting back, uh, trying to get back to the, the normal state where we were before. Yeah, it is amazing. We're, we're lucky in coastal Mississippi to have so many dedicated employees who work for cities across this across the coast and and there in Ocean Springs. Hey, listen, I'm curious. You coming into this new role as mayor? You had a lot of like we talked we talked just before you became mayor, maybe once since. But now that you've had a little bit of time in the seat, what's your biggest surprise so far? Uh, the passion of the residents of Ocean Springs. <laughs> it's a passionate group, uh, you know, and that's good. They're engaged. Uh, and uh, the, the time we've, I've had to spend in meetings, I thought I'd have a little bit more time to get out and, you know, around the city, which it, it's, it's it's tapering off now. And, and I will because I, I like to be out about. I don't like to be 
uh, caught up in the office, you know, in front of a computer. Um, like to be out and see what's going on, riding with. Yesterday, Public Works Director and I rode around for a couple hours, um, you know, assessing some damage and looking at things. And you know, I think it's, I think it's important for them to realize that, you know, I'm I'm just another guy, just like they are. And uh, I don't I don't hold myself at any higher level than I, you know, I expect for them. And uh, so I, I think. Um, it, it, you know, we've got a lot done in two months. You know, this is two months today and uh, the city's moving forward. We've got a lot of things going on. So I'm happy and I'm, and I'm having fun with it, too. And that, that's the whole thing. Well, look, OK, so first of all, as a publisher of a paper, which I was publisher of uh, uh, three or four different newspapers along my career, I know what it's like. People who read the newspaper, very passionate people. So, you know, you tweak anything or make any changes, you know, it, you're the the buck stops with you. So I know what that looks like. And I know what it means to make master, major changes in a social media world. It's hard, hard to do that. And right. to be a public servant today in, in a social media world, it's it's even it's even tougher. But as it relates to Ocean Springs specifically, you and I talked about this before. People in Ocean Springs tend to be more educated. They tend to be more passionate. Everybody's passionate about their cities. But, boy, if you go back in history, you can go back as far as you want to go. Ocean Springs has always had um, a, a loud voice from their citizenry, which is one of the reasons why democracy has prevailed so well in Ocean Springs. You, you find you – find, a better place when people's voices are heard. You know all about that. We talked about it many times, but it's different now that you're in the chair and it's directed. You get to hear it directly. It's just different, isn't it? It is different, you know, and um, fortunately, I've got thick skin. Uh, so, you know, it doesn't, I mean, I, I hear them, I listen, uh, I don't get worked up about it. Um, throughout the, the campaign, uh, one of the folks that was working with me, he said, I've never seen somebody so calm you know, with all the things that are going on as you, and he said, I've worked with a lot of different people running for political office. And I'm thinking, well, you know, just, it is what it is. You just deal with it and you move on to the next, you know, the next situation. So, you know, people ask me, you know, throughout my career when there would be tough moments. And I, I came to, I said this in one of the mayors this week that when the going gets tough, the tough get going. But I actually adopted a new phrase that when the going gets tough, the tough get, get calm <laughs> because, <laughs> If if you don't, if you don't as a leader with so much you know going on around you, then th you send off the wrong energy to people around you. They, I think that calmness actually is a good reflection, and it also means this. I, I just say that if I was going in a direction that was sort of controversial or had um, a lot of change attached to it, I would do my homework on the change that we we're about to make and make sure that I was confident in that. Because in order to be calm, you got to be confident. You have to have, but the, at the same time you. Could be, when you're confident, you got to still listen because you might hear something that, that tweaks the plan. You, you've always said that the, the more voices you have involved in a decision you have to make, the better the decision is going to be. I mean, that's the reality. When we come back, we'll finish this part of the conversation, see if there's any lingering uh, things that uh, Mayor Holloway wants to talk about as it relates to Hurricane Ida. And then we'll shift gears and talk about some other stuff. We'll be back after this break. Coastview 
on Super Talk 103.1 is brought to you by J. Allen Toyota on I-10 Exit 38 Gulfport. See all the incredible inventory at allentoyota.com. And remember, when you think Toyota, think J. Allen Toyota. Talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. I was actually looking at my phone because we have uh, a regular visit with Jeff Duncan from NOLA.com and the Times Picayune coming up in the next segment. And he's at a conference call now with the New Orleans Saints who are in Dallas. And uh, the team, uh, certain members of the team from the NOLA.com sports team actually evacuated to Pensacola so they could have communication and and be together. uh, So they sort of assess the situation. He's actually en route back to the city of New Orleans. And, um, you know, they're just trying to work through the situation. As you can imagine, no power in the city. In some places, maybe as much as a couple of weeks, you can only imagine how how challenging that's going to be. But I look forward to having Jeff. He's going to be joining us by phone at some point. And then we'll uh, we'll get an update, see how he's doing, see how the people around him are doing. But tough situation they're facing in New Orleans. It's not their first time. Jeff was on the Pulitzer Prize winning team for TimesPicunanola.com after Hurricane Katrina. So this is not his first rodeo, but it still doesn't make it any easier. Okay, so we're going to come back to Kenny Holloway. Kenny, when we went to the break, though, we were just talking about, you know, the you, you have to just be willing to listen to people in the community. And you said going into this that you were going to surround yourself by smart people. You were going to listen a lot. And um, and so, you know, that's the way that's the way you get through some of the noise is you have confidence that you've done your homework on these tough decisions you have to make in the city. That's essentially your approach, isn't it? It is. Yep. That that was part of uh, it's always been my approach. You know, I don't want to be the smartest guy in the room, you know, but I do want to have smart people in their in their fields around me. And and that's the way we're working at City Hall. We, we've created a team atmosphere here. Um, the whole process and preparation for Ida, whatever it might have been, you know, we worked as a team and everybody, um, everybody um, towed their line. And uh, it was, uh, like I said before earlier, it was a good preparation for uh, future events that I'm sure we're going to be dealing with in the next four years. But I was real proud of everybody and the way they pulled together. That, that's really good. Hey, I want to talk to you a little bit about COVID, but before I do it, um, mm-hmm. as you evaluate the goals that you had when you came in, um, which one of the things that you talked about, you talked about, you know, maybe a major hotel. you got great boutique hotels in the city, but for, for the purpose of, of uh, youth sports and hosting the kind of events that are possible there, you wanted people staying in the city of Ocean Springs and not in some other city. Right. You talked about economic development opportunities for the city. And, I mean, you had a long list of things. You, you were in the real estate business, so you sort of understand value of real estate and you understand economic development, et cetera. But w- of the things you wanted to do, which one do you do – you, that gets you most excited now, now that you're sitting in that seat? Well, we're, we've put together the budget. We're in the budget process. So we budgeted um, uh, monies for those different things that I've talked about. Um, annexation, we're putting money in the, in the budget for annexation. I think that's key uh, for the city to grow to the east and grow to the north uh, out, uh, around I-10. So um, that's in there. Um, we're, we're beefing up our, you know, trying to, dress up our parks and recreation department and uh, we we put some good money in in refurbishing some of the parks that have uh, been neglected uh, in the past. Um, We are in the process of working our way through a redevelopment authority. Um, 
which uh, which will be uh, interesting. Gulfport has one that's done real well. Pascagoula has done has one that's uh, been uh, positive for their city. And I think we've got areas in Ocean Springs that that type of group can help us. So that's in the formation process also. So um, uh, beautification, you know, we've, we've been sprucing up town. We've got two huge events showing up, cruising the coast and, and the Peter Anderson Festival. And, uh, you know, if COVID uh, can can cooperate with us a little bit, we, you know, we'll, we'll, we're going to bring some good activities to town. And uh, so we, uh, in, the, in the past two months, things have ramped up and we've got a lot of good things going on. Yeah, I, when, when you and I talked about the development authority that you want to do there in, in Ocean Springs, I, I personally think it's a great idea just because you're you're talking about bringing people into that effort that can help sort of raise the bar. And when you think about the uh, the BP restoration money that's available and it could be used for to help sort of augment private development, maybe it could be mixed use. It could be it could be any number of things so like you guys are building a, a parking garage from the BP money now. But the opportunity to raise the bar and really go after that even more aggressively and try to create the kind of partnerships for the city. But more important really is just have a have an area that focuses on where some of the potential opportunities are for the city to make sure that we're not losing any opportunities. Because I think AJ, AJ, excuse me, not AJ, Fofo said it best when he said opportunities are like water. It's hard to hold them. I think that's just a great way to say it. And, and that's the way you see it as well, isn't it? It is. It is. Yeah, it is a great way to say it. And, uh, you know, you, you said something about uh, the mayors along the coast. Well, you know, the mayors along the coast uh, have been in communication uh, about several things. Uh, we've done some uh, uh, Skype stuff. And uh, so we, we've got a, a group of mayors, I think, that uh, see the big picture. Uh, they see that we're more powerful uh, in numbers uh, when we have to go to Jackson or go to Washington for for some of that aid to make sure we um, we continue to grow and, and, and you know beef up our infrastructure, so uh, we uh, also budgeted you know monies for for myself and some key personnel to go to Jackson. It's important for us to be seen there, uh, you know, to lobby for certain projects that we have going on, and we we just put a study out, and we should be getting it back shortly on some major infrastructure needs that we need. So um, when we do, do uh, go to Jackson uh, for that, the funds that are there, whether it's the CARE Act or whether it's uh, a BP monies, um, you know, we're gonna have shovel-ready projects to, uh, to put in front of these legislatures and, you know, explain to them the need um, to keep Ocean Springs growing and keep providing tax taxes to um, the city, the county and the state. So when we talk about infrastructure, it doesn't to the average person who just hears the the word infrastructure, it doesn't feel it doesn't feel sexy. <laughs> it feels sort of mundane. But as a as a developer yourself, and as as someone who like me was sort of deep in the recovery effort after Hurricane Katrina, you know the notion of highways and roads and sewage and water infrastructure and all of the, the things that go with that. These are sort of the, this. if you're thinking about greasing the skids to make economic development happen faster and easier, having the infrastructure in place to enable that is really important. And this is not something that happens overnight. It takes 
tens of millions of dollars. It takes, look at the city of Biloxi. I mean, even today, rebuilding infrastructure from Hurricane Katrina 16 years later. So you have to have a, a long uh, long range plan. But you have a city like, like Ocean Springs that's literally, you know, busting at the seams of, with people interested in buying homes there and, you know, building businesses there. Uh, this is something that has to happen sooner or later. I assume more sooner than later, isn't it? It is. You know, you, it's kind of like, you know, you build a house um, or any kind of uh, building that you put in. The, the foundation has got to be solid. And the foundation for the city is is uh, water, sewer, drainage. You know, that's what you got. to. You have to take care of that before you can put anything on top of it. Um, you know, talking about the budget a little bit, we've also allocated money for a new comprehensive plan. Our comprehensive plan is 11 years old. Um, so, you know, that should be updated probably every six years. It's, it's a 25, 20, 25 year plan, but, you know, things change rapidly. And uh, so we're, we're doing a lot of stuff right now in preparation for the next 20 years. And, and that's just another part of it that has to be done. I love the talk of that because strategic focus, it sort of gives you a vision of where you're headed. And the decisions today can always be made within the context of that. So if something's not a good fit, you either change the plan or you don't let something happen that's not going to be a good fit with that plan. But it's, it's a great guiding light. It gives you the ability to articulate a vision as the leader of that city that people can buy into and get excited about. And, and you've got so... Man, as you look at the city of Ocean Springs, you got a lot to work with, don't you? We do. We have a lot to work with. Um, and uh, we have an older city. You know, it's old, uh, and especially the downtown area. We've got, uh, you know, pipes that uh, are crumbling. We have to take care of that. Um, but overall, I think uh, I tell, I tell the, the staff and the aldermen, you know, we've got to get away from the Band-Aid approach. And we've got to get to the planning and long-term infrastructure um, approach. And, and, and the city's financially in, in pretty decent shape. You know, we've, we've done well with our 2% tax, uh, our food, beverage, and lodging. Um, our sales tax revenue is up. Um, you know, with Avalon taxes are going to be, there's going to be a small increase there. It's not going to be anything that breaks the bank. But, um, you know, um, we've got some good folks in the city clerk's office that, you um, and our accounting department that laid out a good budget and a good plan for us. So, um, if we manage our money right, which I'm sure we will, um, we're gonna we're gonna make some improvements. Hey, in the short time we have left, you've heard me talk about on the air my, my experience and spending some time with Lee Bond at Ocean Springs Hospital in the ICU there and watching these incredible cr critical care professionals. Uh, man, they have, they've just been overwhelmed. Um, but man, you're lucky to have such a dedicated team right there in your city, aren't you? We are, you know, we work with the hospital real well. Um, we've done some COVID uh, shot clinics uh, around town. We, uh, we're gonna use a civic center for drive-through um, testing and, and vaccination unit, and that's gonna start next week. So. We're doing our part as a city and trying to, trying to make sure as many people are vaccinated as can be. It is definitely a pandemic of the unvaccinated these days, and hopefully people will continue to hear these gut-wrenching stories and go get vaccinated. Anyway, Kenny Holloway, my friend, uh, it's so great to talk to you and watch you as mayor of the city of Ocean Springs. Uh, keep up the great work. Thank Listen you. live or on demand and watch you episodes bet, of Coast we'll View on your laptop, break, desktop, we'll have, uh, or on your phone or tablet by going to uh, supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. 
Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.